and welcome to the Tenpence Arcade Podcast. My name is Victor Marland, and I have my friend with me. I thought you were going to say AKA Vertvik. You didn't. I'm not. I'm not him anymore. Are you not? I've changed. No, there's a reason why as well. Oh, I've seen it in the notes. Yeah. Anyway, I think I, think I know your new name. Mr. Sean Holly is with us. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. It is six. Uh, what time is it? It's five past six in the evening. We're recording a little, slightly earlier tonight because. 8pm is the bake-off, and I have to watch it because there is a reason. Because when somebody drops a cake, I laugh like a horse, and it shows my human side. The human side of me comes out because I am actually the Deathbringer. And my human form escapes just for a moment, just to prove that I am sort of human now and again. Well, I've... I've got a Zoom chat with the lads at eight o'clock as well. Have so. you? The la- who are the lads? That sounds like a right motley crew of people. Troll, troll lads. Uh oh. Charlie Farr. Oh. Okay. Mr. Twenty to Five. Mm. He is Jimmy. Mm. Mark Happy Dude. <gasps> Sullivan. Mm. I think that's it. If I've if I've forgotten somebody, I am going to get mided. Hopefully, those noises were appropriate for the people you spoke about. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Anyway, throughout the podcast, we're going to do something slightly different. Throughout the podcast, I'm asking Sean some questions to help the listeners get a sense of the real Sean. Now, I'm only going to give you three seconds. I want a, I want a snappy answer, and it's got to be yes or no, isn't it? Anyway, let's talk about what we've been, before we, what we've been up to. Sean, yes. have you ever attended a seance trying to contact Peter the Great of Russia? Not Peter the Great. No, he's... Yes or no? No. Okay. I've been to wee Bonnie Scotland. You take the high road and I'll take the low road and I'll be in Scotland for ye. But no bagpipes, ever. Do not put bagpipes near me, ever. Right, why? Have you heard them? They're horrendous. Even Scottish people only like them from a distance. I hate the sound of bagpipes. Oh, God, they're so horrible. They, they've got one note that goes underneath the other notes, haven't they? Like a... <laughs> it just sounds like a grumpy Scottish person grumping. <laughs> oh, no, I don't like him. I bet all the Scottish people are turning off now. How dare you, you wee swain? Anyway, we just chilled out in a small Airbnb. It was right in the middle of nowhere. It was in a place called Fort, uh, Kilsyth. Kilsyth. Edinburgh. No, no, no. It's near, it's sort sort of near Glasgow, actually, Kilsyth. Um, yeah, it was really nice. It was just in the middle of nowhere. It was quite sort of grey and misty, and but, but lovely as well. But in the daytimes, it was really nice. So we were just taking the dog out places, going to eat other places, Wandered into Glasgow quickly, wandered to Edinburgh quickly. Really, really nice. Just We actually drove up there as well. Then The drive up there was actually okay, since I don't normally like driving. We drive like 120 miles, stop at the services, let the dog out of a wee and a poop and all that sort of stuff, and you know, go and have a drink or whatever for ourselves. And it was just a really nice drive. There's no traffic. It was just straight up there, no problem at all. We went to see my mum first, which is quite further north from where we were staying. We went there first, we can sort of see her and stay at the night and you know let us see the dog and everything and that was really nice and we spent the night there next day I did a little bit of DIY for her which she quite liked uh sort of hung about with her for a bit and sort of wandered around near where she lives and stuff 
and then we went on to the place we're staying at the next few days and and actually it went so quickly i was just reading you know listening to a bit of music going out for a bit cooking just just chilling basically and i really really enjoyed it i needed it and one day i said to the lovely wife i said oh is it is it wednesday or thursday tomorrow she goes it's friday tomorrow we're going home tomorrow i was like what where did that go it just zipped by really lovely place as well it's really nice place to stay and I did notice that everyone, I think everyone has said this actually, but everyone in Scotland is really, is well, I don't know about doing so well now, but the people were wearing face masks. They were all COVID compliant. They were t- checking your temperature nearly everywhere you went. You were signing up the track and trace so they know what's going on if anything happened. And everyone was wearing the mask properly, not these under-the-nose idiots like you see in supermarkets and stuff in London. Everyone was being really cool about it, and you know, every there's distancing. It was really, really good. I was quite pleased to see that it sort of puts your mind at rest a little bit, especially when you're going somewhere far away from home. And it was really quite good. We even went on a nice boat trip around Loch Lomond. It was really cool, and everyone was wearing the masks on that and everything. Yeah, it was a bit cold, a bit blustery, but it was nice though. In fact, the weather, to be honest with you, with Scotland, Scotland is rainy and cold a lot of the time. But it was really cool. We didn't. I think we needed a coat once, and that was just on on Loch Lomond. That was it. But walking around that area before we got on the boat was really, really lovely. I even managed to drop into Mike Lee's computer shop. We went up to where wherever he is again, and I just had a quick nat at one of our Scottish friends, which was lovely to see him again. Since we've not seen him at Revival and that this year, mm. um, we didn't meet up with uh, Chris Binary Star and Jim Clockwork Robot Watt because we had the dog with us so we couldn't really sort of go out for an evening with them which we would like to have done actually like we did last time but because we had the dog with us you know we couldn't really leave him at the back of the place yeah it's really cool so have you well, been to scotland lately sean hmm, i bet you haven't oh actually i have it was a right last minute Ooh, thing I had, I had three three days booked off for work and mm-hmm. we were going to go down south to, to see my brother and that but i thought we're not in the same social bubble or whatever you call it, so we can't really go. So eventually, last minute, we booked two nights in New Galloway. Do you know what's in New Galloway? Just on the sort of southwest end of Scotland. Kilts. I bet there's a load of a kilts bit, there. A big park. A big park. And it's it's called a Dark Skies Forest Park. Ooh, so you've you told me about this there. before, haven't you? Yeah, we, I've always wanted to see the Milky Way, and I actually saw it two nights running. I was so lucky. Like, even with binoculars, or even with a naked eye, like the, the, the sky was completely full of stars. You know, you had to wow. go through, you had to like, drive like five miles into the forest, no lights allowed. Yeah, obviously, lights on your car, but then you start with a torch. You had to have a red filter on your torch so oh, you didn't wow. disturb, disturb anyone else. And we just, just looking up, I was just amazed at this, this like, curtain of stars and you could see the milky way fairly clearly like a fog my god it's full of stars like a you know like a like a gray fog and with binoculars you could see that fog is actually like billions of stars oh that sounds awesome genuinely that sounds really cool so good we had lots of nice food and during the day we went around like sort of castles that are all closed so we just went around the castle grounds did you experience a pizza crunch no. It's basically a deep-fried battered pizza. Oh, that sounds good. I, I heard of one. We went in a chip shop, and they had tons of stuff. I mean, the Scottish chip shops are just the best in the world. They've got such a massive menu of weird and wonderful things you don't normally get. And there was a pizza crunch, and you've got to have a really healthy heart to get through it, I think. 
<laughs> it sounds amazing. Just the once, I think I'll try it. But I didn't try it then, unfortunately. We also, yeah, we went to the like the far southwestern point of Scotland. Got to the very, very edge, and it said da- a big post sticking up saying danger. And and Jan said, "Don't go any farther. You're gonna. F- I know you. You'll fall off that cliff." Yeah. So I didn't go right to the very edge. But we went to what was the other? We went to a few sort of gardens. Logan, Logan Botanical Park, cool. which has like like foliage is it foliage flowers flowers and, and stuff yeah from all over the world because of the, the temperate climate from the gulf stream a stream oh, wow. of gulfs so we went there that was lovely and we had like good food oh 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 stopped in carlisle on the way up and mr 20 to 5 recommended a couple of nice places so we went to one it was somewhat about a zebra some, the the ice cold zebra or the zebra lounge something like that Are you sure? but there's a there's a right flat zebra on the wall, which is obviously dead. But apart from that, it was lovely, really nice food. Did you get to see Mr. 20 to 5? No, he, he texted, well, messaged me. He was a mile away, but he's working. Oh, yeah, we, we was hoping to go and see him as well, either on the way up or on the way back. And he was working both times. Idiot. Mm. We'd lo- love to go and see him and see his little cab collection. I want to see his Robotron he made. Mm. Oh, dang it. So it was a right, it was only, only two nights. It's roughly... Two nights, three days. Really nice hotel. Mm. Yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Just like phone off, no messages from arcade club. Good. Just completely zoned it out. Brilliant. Sean, 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 Sean. Yeah. You know you said you like Milky Ways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I prefer Snickers. <laughs> let's, let's just let that sink in for a second. That's my job, doing crap jokes. Mm. I have been playing Mario 35. This is the remade, well, actually, they're just emulated, apparently, games for the Switch. It's got Mario 64, which I, yeah. I quite liked, and Mario Sunshine, which I really like, and Mario Galaxy, which I've never played, and I still haven't played it yet. I played that on my lad. Yeah, enjoyed it. Uh, wife loved that. That was on the Wii, wasn't it, Galaxy? Yeah, original Wii, yeah. And... N64 was obviously the N64 one, and Sunshine was one of my favourite games on the GameCube. I've been playing a bit of Sunshine, and it kind of reminds me how annoyed I was at that game. I think a lot of people have done this. And when I played N64 Mario, N64, Mario 64, I hate the camera on it. It really bothers me. It just has a mind of its own. It just moves around, and you just fall off stuff a lot. I got very it was frustrated. Early three D, though, weren't it? Really, it is a great game. It's so good. It's so polished. But I mean, that early three D with the cameras. Oh god, it's so annoying. I rage quit in the end. I got so annoyed with it. I think I'll, I'll try and stick to Sunshine. But I know Sunshine is quite a hard game to play. Finished it. Did you, did you finish Finished it? Did you get all the? Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, me and me and. Uh, Lou, it was at, it was at that age when the GameCube was booming when he was young, yeah. and we did it together. Like we helped each other through it. Yeah, good memories of that. The, the, the Wii and the GameCube with my lad growing. Yeah, up. I remember. I mean, just the whole vibe of the game. You know how you say about when you play an outrun, it's like just going for a drive on a sunny day. Mm. Super Mario Sunshine is like going for a run around on a sunny day. I mean, there's all this really cool music, and you've got these green and blue birds flying around the place, and you can you know swim and that's just amazing i really like it so i'm going to stick oh. with sunshine i'm not going to go back to 64 i'm going to stick with sunshine i do like it hmm. that's pretty cool uh also i think it's coming out at the end of the month actually to to go with the 35 years of mario um they're doing a mario game and watch but this is going to be a color one that plays super mario um land uh, super mario brothers 
and it plays it on a, a game and watch and I've ordered one already I think it was I think it's 45 quid right and I had to I have to talk about this boring person I can't remember the name who it is actually but on Facebook they were moaning about it being 45 quid they mentioned it was extortion 45 pound <laughs> and I and some other retro enthusiasts got onto him and said no and actually, if you went back to 1981 and you brought forward with all the uh, all the time involved and inflation rates, an original Game & Watch, which is obviously only an LCD black-screened game that played one game, it would be, I think it was £81 nowadays in nowadays money, in 2020 money. So you're I getting a good deal there. there. You're getting a 45 quid. I think it plays three different games on there, something like that. I'll do a little review when I get it. I'm looking forward to getting it, actually, because I, I like, like the form factor of a game and watch. But in colour as well, it's going to be amazing. And I bet someone will hack it to play other games as well. I'm sure they will. I did that with a Mega Drive. I looked at a Mega Drive when it was UK released, and it was £189 in oh, 1989. And then you look at it now, because people are moaning about the price of these new consoles. But it was, it was 468 quid. it works out at now. Yeah, and Ben Heck, the ace maker, he did a little ranty video recently because he, he doesn't work for um, Element 14 anymore. He just does his own videos on his own, so you can just sort of say what he wants, really. And he was talking about um, a lot of these, I presume it's younger people, moaning about you know paying 500 quid for the new Xbox, whatever it is, and the new PS5, I think it is. Five, yeah. And in fact, you're getting a really good... Actually, it wasn't quite the, the price of the consoles, the price of the games. I think games are going to go up to $70, which I think mm. they're, they're about $50 or $60 now, and they're going to put them up a bit. But, I mean, you're getting a really good deal. I mean, they've been traditionally low low priced for a long, long time. And if you went up in inflation, it'd be a lot, lot more than that. So people are getting a good... Still get a good, a good deal, really. And I mean, I remember the SNES. I think it was the SNES version of Street Fighter. It was like £50. That'd be like 100 now. Yeah, yeah, it's, it? it's a lot. It is a lot. So the, the prices have actually gone up very reasonably. And, I mean, mm. I I could get a mod for my Switch so you could play all, you know, you can download loads of games and pirate and stuff. But I just haven't bothered because I don't buy games for it willy-nilly and I don't really buy that many AAA games. You know, I'm not sort of interested in, in the more modern games. But when the Marios and the Zeldas and the, the Yoshi games come out, I do get them. But they're not all the time. They're not in your face. And the indie mm. games are like, you know, four quid maybe, or even less than a pound sometimes. So I don't mind putting money towards those, especially if they're going, you know, to especially indie developers as well. I don't think there's any reason to, to, to do that kind of pirating on there. I just really don't. I'd rather give some money back. And I've got enough money to, to waste every month or whatever on a game, so it's not so bad. Yeah, this Mario 35, it's got to be Super Mario that they're on about. because I think it Mario- is, yeah. Yeah, Mario was like 1981, Donkey Kong. That was Jumpman. That was Jumpman. What, Mario yeah. yet? It was called Mario later on, though, weren't he, on the flyers? Yeah, on yeah. Donkey- and then you've got Mario Brothers, I think he's 1983. Yeah, uh, 283, arcade, yeah. Arcade machine. So th- this Mario 35 must be super Mario. I think it is, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it's my 10th wedding anniversary this year. It's in a few weeks. And... Obviously, 10 years ago, it was the Mario 25 anniversary because we bought the Wii version of it. It's like a, a nice little red pack, red and gold pack, in Japan for the Wii. And we brought that back with us. So, obviously, 10 years on, it's, this is the new one they've done. I think it's quite smart, though. 
I mean, everyone's been moaning about it because it's emulated. But so what? It plays on the Switch. 35 quid is not bad at all for three games. Three good games as well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm happy with it anyway. But 64 is bothering me a bit. But wife's playing it, and she completed it with all 120 uh, stars years ago. You know, the the maximum you can get. And she's been getting through it now and remembers loads of secrets. So it's nice watching her play it. There's also a load of other stuff being released for the 35th anniversary. A load of merch, some good stuff in there. T-shirts, plushies, cups, etc. It's nice. Talking of merch... Merch! I, I did notice um, from... It's actually on the Switch as well. I'm not sure if it's on other um, other consoles. But there was a Space Invaders Invincible collection. Now, the Switch version is €60, Euros, and the fancy box with loads of you know tat in it is €100. Euros. Now, this is a pure collector's nonsense... Even though Space Invaders is an important game in arcade history, I love it, but this just smacks of grabbing cash from collectors to me. It's yeah, I'm not I'm not too keen on it to be honest with you. But it's it's from a thing called Strictly Limited Games. Now the name itself is aimed at desperate collectors, similar kind of thing that limited run games are doing. Sometimes yeah. it's nice to see a game being released again, but I suppose true collectors want the originals, and I've actually got a midway cocktail arcade machine so i don't need this at all i mean it's just space invaders and you can play space invaders on a watch for goodness sake yeah but there's probably more versions of it isn't there oh it says 11 games yeah yeah there's some odd ones i've never even heard of before as well but there is a ton of stuff in the box but whether you want that ton of stuff or not is entirely for collectors i reckon Mm. i've also got and i'm going to get a prop ready here just a second let me plug it in Uh uh-oh now, you know I'm mad on Vectrex, and all the listeners can fill in their Victor bingo card, because I've mentioned Vectrex already. Ding! Ding! This is a new BIOS for my Vectrex. I had to unsolder the old BIOS and put a socket in. And this is from Mr. Ness for Life. He's redone, he's hacked the BIOS in it. So when I turn my Vectrex on now, instead of saying Vectrex, it says Victrex on the screen. <laughs> And it's got 10 pence podcast underneath it, and it makes this noise. That is a few bars from our theme tune. Yeah. How cool is that? So I've got a unique Vectrex now. It's really cool. Just take off again, because it does hum a bit. Yeah, really cool. And also, another thing he's done, and I can't um, demonstrate it now, which would be good for the listeners, is he's made... Um, a little gizmo, a little PCB, that you 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 take your sound chip, the AY38912, or, or 10 if it's got an adapter on it, out your Vectrex. You put his adapter in, there's, there's, I think, one wire to solder, and you send two other wires to a stereo connector, which I actually drilled a little tiny hole in the side of my Vectrex and put a stereo connector in there. And you can connect up stereo speakers to it. And what it does, it splits the channels, not true stereo, obviously, because it was never um, stereo, Vectrex was never stereo, but it plays the tunes in in stereo and out of speakers, so you can really crank it up. Because obviously they're they're um, amplified speakers as well, so it sounds absolutely. And I bought these Altec Lansing speakers; they're like sort of triangular cone, sort of pyramid shaped speakers. They look really cool next to the Vectrex. And Mister Nest for Life is actually selling these; they're twenty quid, and that is about five times cheaper than the other option. There is another option you can do. There's another one you can buy. 
but his one is really simple to fit. There's instructions how to fit it. It's one wire to solder, as far as I remember. And then you've got, obviously, you know, what you can do is you don't want to put a hole in the vector. You can just hang the wires at the side and connect it up outside. So a little flywire kind of thing. But it is really, really cool. And it sounds amazing with speakers. Because when you get the different sounds going on, you can actually hear them coming out of the left and the right channels. Like when you play right. Mind, Mindstorm, it sounds different. It's really cool effect. I really like it. I would recommend people to get that done to their Vectrex. It's a nice mod. It's really cool. That machine has been pimped to death, hasn't it? It has. It's got... The um, bezels, the sound, the graphics, the games, the memory yeah, in it. It everything. really is. I've got three of them. And my main one I play a lot of has got a UV frame on the front of it. And it's got like a mirrored effect overlay inside so when you're playing a game with the with the uv on it looks like you know how stuff floats on the asteroids deluxe arcade cap because it's got mm. like half mirror in it it does that it's got half mirror on it it's really God. nice i've obviously it's made brilliant. loads of joysticks and controllers you can get other ones as well spinners and stuff it's got the stereo mod on it now this particular one has got the the adapter so you can use an ay8910 which is an easier chip to get hold of than the 8912 and it plays that. It's got stereo mod. It's got um, what's it got? It's got the the modded BIOS now as well. And if you've got a Vec mm-hmm. Fever, you can play arcade emulated games on it as well. Oh, it's so good. I really like this. One of my, it is my favourite console. It's got to be my favourite console. Really, can really it cool. cook bacon? Oh yeah, there's a bacon um, thing at the back, a little bacon grill with an extractor. Excellent. Great. It's so good. Where the handle is. Yeah, yeah. And you want to be careful there. Put an oven glove on when you pick it up, obviously. Oh, that's great. Sean, bacon. I would love what, bacon. what are we talking about? I bet it comes out in a V, doesn't it? It what? comes out really liney. <laughs> Just a minute. Let me give myself another for that. <laughs> Awful. Ah, there's been a little problem here on Twitter. Mm. There is someone from a troll bot site called... At homebrew78. Not sure who it is. Mm. I am. He tried to make out that the antagonists from Pac-Man are called monsters. I sent this troll some official documents from Namco's Pac-Man website that shows that they have always been called ghosts. Even though he sent me a video, uh, the crappy American Bally Midway cabs and yellow things have actually got the word monsters written on the instruction card. But, to me, the midway cabs are basically bootlegs of Namco's original Pac-Man anyway. Mm. People in Chicago obviously don't believe in ghosts, but do believe in monsters, go figure. Monsters that look just like fucking comedy animated video game ghosts! (laughs) Sean, I heard Mm. you did a little poll at Arcade Club and you're asking people who the bad guys were in Pac-Man and resoundingly what did the people say they said monsters shut up <laughs> they said ghosts they said ghosts yeah. of course they did ah uh, right that's that settled I've put that to bed now I'm not having any more from that horrible troll mm. I, I know who you are why I yada why I yada you guys right I found and then lost it berserk has a new speech cheat. Someone has hacked the ROM to jumble up the existing sample words, giving phrases, quite funny phrases, like chicken detected, chicken detected in bucket and destroy <laughs> the chicken. And it is somewhere on Fight the like a chicken. If someone can find it, please let me know, because you know when you 
you trawl on the internet and you find this and you've had a few IPAs and then you fall asleep on your keyboard and you press all the buttons and then you wake up and you've ordered a dress from Very. Mm. I've, I've often done that. I need this. You need to find out where it is. I need this. I wonder if someone could port it to the the BZF, the Berserk FGP, FPGA board I've got. You know, I've got the, the sort of FPGA of it. I wonder if they could reprogram the ROM to that. I bet you can, yeah, because it uses arcade ROMs. So I bet if you if you modify the ROMs, you, oh, that'd be so cool, wouldn't it? Someone playing that and going, that don't sound right. <laughs> yeah. That is so good. I love it. Another one I saw was a, I think it's coming out in this country, a Neo Geo MVSX 17-inch oh, LCD bar Ooh, top. You just mentioned that, that word we don't, the L word we don't speak of. Yeah, it looks really well made. It's got loads of games, but it's they're all not for me games, I'm afraid. There's they're a swear word here and then Fighters says, and stuff. It says a swear word and then horrible thing. I think I wrote this. It's got fifty games, right? I counted, just quickly, thirty eight that were fighters. Six of them were metal slugs, and the rest, well, whatever. I think there's a golf game and a football game, and that's about it. Couple of shooters, I think. I think don't there is, you know. I don't think there is. I did look. Isn't there? Unless I'm mistaken. Oh, um, oh well. We there's too many modern Neo Geos. We got the mini. We got the handheld thing. Got the Neo Geo Gold, Neo Geo X, and what that came out a while back. We, we do unless they're going to have vastly different games on there. What's the point? And this one didn't have Waku Waku Seven, and that is another ten pence bingo card scratch off for our listeners. Me mentioning Waku Waku 7 when Neo Geo is mentioned. Um, or any of the great shmups. You've got you know, Polestar, um, Viewpoint. Yeah, and, and Viewpoint, and what's the other one? There's um, Android Junos 2, and there's some there's some great puzzlers on there. You've got Puzzle Bubble 1 and 2, uh, Joy Joy Kid. There's, there's loads of games. Ragai was a really cool game. There's Ghost loads. Pilots. Yeah. And even the sort of later games that came out, I'm not sure if they'd be able to do that with licensing, but yeah, sort of later games come out as well, sort of like the fan-made ones, which are brilliant. And it just seems a waste to keep putting fighters on them all the time. I know it was famous for fighters, and a lot of them are really good, but do we need another modern console with more fighters on it? See how it sells. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, if you're if you're if you've only got room, say, to have a little bar top in your gaming room or whatever. That's fair enough. But you're going to get one with MAME on it, aren't you? So you can play all games, not just Neo Geo's. Yeah. And I bet inside it, you did provide a link to a video here as well. And the guy yeah. said, I'm not allowed to go inside it and show you. Yeah. From Because I think the manufacturer sent it to him. I bet you it's the same thing inside. It's inside the Mini. You know, a little sort of like three-inch screen Mini I've got. I bet it's exactly the same hardware, because it might as well be. It just plays the game, it's just on a bigger screen. And even that thing, I think you can output to a big screen as well, so it's probably the same thing inside, but for more money. Mm, I don't know. Not for me. Not, not for, for me. me, not for me, not for me. So what's this, Vic? I.O. board for my Mr. Setup. Yeah, this is more stuff I've been sort of buying lately. I've been buying a few things. You know, as I said before, all the lockdown business, I've been saving a bit of money, not been going out so much anymore, so I've been buying myself a little tinkery things. Just need time to play with them, actually. But... As it says, I bought an I.O. board for my Mr. setup. So this basically lets you output to VGA. Mm. But you can also, with the right cables and stuff, you can output 15 kilohertz to VGA. 
and then go to you know different you know scarts and RGBs and all that sort of stuff. But I'm using it with a JPEG, so I've actually got it on a cab now, and it is marvelous. It's really good. I'm still not ecstatic about it about Mister because it is still emulation and it just feels like Mame, but with a very yeah. qu- a lot quicker setup. It doesn't you know load like a PC does. It just loads almost immediately. And is the thing with it with Mister? I think I'm spoiled a little bit with it is it emulates computers and consoles really, really well. I mean, people go mad for it. You know, people use Misters just to play Amiga or just to play a PC Engine or whatever, or, you know, some of the harder-to-find computers. And it's great for that, but I don't use it for any of that. I just want it for arcade stuff. I may tinker with some of the computer bits, but a lot of the consoles and computers that I want to play I've got already. I've got originals, and I'd rather use those. But this thing, again, if you've got limited space... You can have the whole lot in one keyboard, one monitor, have the whole lot in there and use the different cores properly. And it, it plays in 99.99%, you know, how, how it should Accurate. do. Yeah, yeah, it's really, because it's hardware emulation, obviously, rather than software emulation. But I'm, I'm a bit underwhelmed at the moment that you can't auto-boot an arcade core. So you can't just put it in a cab, turn the cab on, and, I don't know, uh, Donkey Kong comes up. But... I was on the Facebook Mr. page of the day, and someone said, oh, you can do that. All you need to do is replace the, the boot core, rename it, I think you use your arcade core, and rename it to the boot core, and it loads up rather than the boot core, because the boot core is the, um, you know, you can choose a, a, a console or a game or a you know computer or whatever. So I'll have to try that. I haven't tried it yet, but I will try that. Yeah, it would just be a script or something that you can... Yeah, I, I tried it, because there is a way of doing it where you, you tell the mister to auto-boot the last game played. So if you were playing Sun Sun last, and you turn it off, when you turn it back on again, it's supposed to come up, but it, it doesn't quite work properly with the arcade cores. It works with other stuff, but not the arcade cores. But doing the boot thing, I'll try that and see if it works. But actually playing it on a cab is wonderful. And the thing that kick me at the backside to play it and use it a bit more and you know actually work out with the IO board and everything is the other day, I think it was Sunday, Pirate Ship Higamaru was released on it. Um, and and that is basically a fifteen hundred pound PCB, which I'll probably never own. And I would like to own it because I really like that game. And do you know why that game's special to me, Sean, as well? It's just the first ten pence game. It was the first ever ten pence game Alex and I reviewed. And mm. I still love it now. And it's as far as I can tell, it works perfectly. There's no glitches in it. Um, it seems to play fine. The music sounds excellent. It's really good. And I was playing it on my actual cab the other day and having a right whale of a time playing it. I love that game. I still love it to this day. And I even inputted my score back when we did it on the podcast because I played it and got about 170,000 or something. And then late after we'd recorded and edited the podcast, I think I got up to 278,000. So I've inputted that into the Sidekick app on the on the phone. Right. I'm number one out of three people. <laughs> I'm the king of three people. But the, another thing is, there is still a few glitches with some of the Mr. stuff. They, they are, and I think they they update it so often. I mean, stuff's getting updated like daily, almost different cores, and you know, and the update process on it when you get it set up properly, it's just you just choose a thing, hit the button, and it does it itself. There's no moving files across from SD card, there's no mucking about. It just does the whole thing itself, it auto-updates. It just downloads everything and puts it in the right place for you, which I really, really like. That's an excellent part of it. It's really, really mm. cool. Mm. 
But one game I did play, I was playing Black Tiger, which I'm not a fond, I'm not fond of because it it's dead hard, and it just froze on me. But the music was still playing, so I'm not sure what happened or whether it's been fixed since then. So maybe, maybe yeah. I should. Um, surely, you always think that someone's probably said, "Oh, it keeps freezing at this point, and they're going to fix it." But unless you actually do it, you don't know if it's been if it's been reported or not. Like I report because because Lewis is friends with the the developers. I reported something about Rygar because I know it's so well a sound missing. Oh right! And, with, and within a couple of days, I'd put it in. Yeah, they're they're really good. They're really hot at yeah. because they don't just. It's not like Mame where they they get the, they dump the ROM from the EPROMs and they make a program on the computer to play the ROMs. Basically, they have they have a sort of emulated part of it. Which runs the main core, and then you know the, the ROMs do the the game code. With this thing, they've actually taken the chips that run the game, like the CPU and the RAM and all that sort of stuff, and they've how do they do it? They program it, but what they have to do is they they completely reproduce the hardware. They even like they take the tops of the chips off to see what's in in the chips to reproduce those transistors. I believe that's mm. how it how it is. I'm probably butchering how they actually do it but it's that accurate and it's that much of a ball ache to actually get these things running so well that's why they run so well and they keep updating little bits and just changing things and getting it right but it's it's good i do like it do like it and i think it's only going to get better Mm. and another thing that um i was interested i'm just going to get on to lewis again in a minute we just mentioned our friend lewis is he's got an x68000 computer for me and i've been looking into getting things for that, because it's very particular about how it works. You need a, a keyboard adapter, because it's got a special keyboard. You need a monitor adapter, because it's got a special monitor. And then on the inside of it, you can actually buy... I think it's it's not even a SCSI port. It's a SASE port, which is different from SCSI. So you can get a, a cable inside with an adapter on it to play SD, hard drive on it, and play all the games. But when, when you get it all working, it's worth it, because it is probably the best computer to play games on because a lot of arcade games are actually developed on an x68000 computer yeah i'm really looking forward to it kind of era weren't they i think cps1 games like uh, ghosts and goblins and stuff like that and wonder 3 were developed on an x68000 and i'm really looking forward to getting it and having a go of it and and getting it working but before that they are working on an X68000 core for mystery it works at the moment but it's it's glitchy and it only works i think it only works on the emulated floppy disk images rather than the hard drive images. Mm. So you can play it, I think. You play certain games and a lot of them will play. But they are working on it and have a, an update before the end of the year. So that's going to be really good as well. Oh, some of the other games I was playing on the... You know, usually I don't have time to play and stuff because I'm always making stuff and working and you know, just busy fixing stuff and fiddling. I've actually yeah. been playing this mystery. I went through a bunch of the games on there, and there's some on there I've never even seen before, but the ones of note I was playing, Load Runner. Really like Load Runner. I've always liked the 8-bit computer version. I think I played one on the Atari 8-bit, and I probably had it on the 64. I think I even had a version on the VIC-20 when I was a kid, you know. There's one I liked on the 64 I played quite quite a lot, probably one of the very first ones. Even on the Apple II, it's good. It's little, that, that was like the game on the Apple II. It was like the famous game, the killer app for it. And it's a little stick men running around. But this game is really, really good on the arcade. There's like four, I think there's three or four sequels to it as well. But this game is just as good as the 8-bits and as frustrating when the little guys get you and you can't get away. Mm. Really cool little game. Kung Fu Master, favorite one of my favourite games. Plays really well, but I did notice a small discrepancy on it. 
when you do a level, you know your guy walks up the stairs to the next the next floor. Mm. Instead of walking out of the the screen, he's on top of the scores. He doesn't like go transparent, <laughs> right. which looks a bit odd. So I'm like, that isn't right. So I'm, I, unless they know about it already, I might just mention it on the, on the Facebook page if they don't know. Gapless, uh, you know, it's sort of almost like what we're doing this this podcast with uh, Gallagher eighty eight. Mm. Gapless is a crazy game, and I like it a lot. And I also think, spoiler alert, Gapless is better than Gallagher 88. <gasps> I haven't played it a lot. I got, oh. I got fed up of the bonus level, but... It's mad. We've got a cab at the club now, so I can play it there. An original Gapless cab. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yes. I can play it there. It's lovely sound. And mm. artwork. Artwork's great. Yeah, even, even the graphics are really nice. It's very, very colourful. Mm. Another game I played on the Mister, uh, Pengo. I haven't played Pengo for years. I used to have a board of it. I mean, it was probably one of the first five or six boards I bought. I bought a Pengo copy, uh, a bootleg, years ago. Penta? Not... Was it called Penta? It might have been a Penta. That is the bootleg, yeah. It might have been a, a straight bootleg of the game. But I remember Pengo hey, being Vic. really good. What have you got there? What's that? That is a pen. It's a pen? Yeah. What's this? It's gone. Gone. No pen goes like a pen go goes. Got gone. Pen gone. <laughs> no pen. The pen kids look. Look. No pen goes like a pen. Yeah. Mm. Got carry on fixing. You know, I said pen and then gone. Yeah. There was a version of Pengo on the Atari 8-bit called Pengon, which I played a lot, and it's really, really good. It's one of my favourite Atari 8-bit games. Pengon. It was really cool. We should do a pen go with pen graphics, Vic. Like a biro. A biro going around the maze. Sean, Sean. Yep, yep. Come back. Bring it, bring it back. Come in back. The room, in the room. Bring it back. Calm down. Am anyway, right? Pengo, when I played it years ago on one of my first cabs, I thought it was quite easy and I got quite a way into it. I probably got 50,000 or so. Nowhere near that now. Absolutely nowhere near. Really good game. I did manage three levels, though, which is good for me. Here's a weird one. We've talked about this before as well. Snapjack. Mm. That is a really weird game. Really early universal bonkers game, that is. Bonkers. And another one. You know, last time we spoke, I did you a quiz, and I asked about kick. I think I asked mm. what control method it uses. It uses a, tr- a left and right trackball. I played kick. It's a really weird little game. It's really mm. odd. It would probably be better with the correct controls, uh, but my little clown fell off his unicycle a lot. Poor clown. Honk, honk. Yeah. But as, as I said earlier, I've been reading up a lot on this X68000, and there are some really, really good games on that thing. Really nice games. I'm looking forward to getting hold of that and playing with it. And also, the thing that spurred me on about the X68000 is um, Ben Heck repaired one on one of his videos. And it's, yeah, really, really cool. I like it a lot. Wow. And talking of Lewis, our friend Lewis Waddington. Yes. Father of Lewis IV. Does that make him Lewis III? Presume it is, isn't it? I think so, yeah. I am going to live text him now and give him some grief why he hasn't fixed your arcade machine yet. It's not his fault. I've not really... I'm going to give him some grief anyway. Power, and when he listens to the podcast, right. he'll be freaked out by it. I took the power supply into work. That's all right. Just need to take the chassis in. Right. I've just called him a mean bugger. <laughs> this is live texting. Exciting, isn't it, kids? Not except, really. 
except it's going to go out on Thursday. Yeah, but when he listens back, he'll go, oh, what happened? He'll blow his mind. Mine will turn to jelly. Mm. I've got a reverse pickup. Sort of, yeah. not yet quite kind of thing. Uh, you know, I've got the Centipede Cabaret. Mm. I want rid of it. Not into it. I do like it, but I am absolutely rubbish at it, and I've not improved ever. And it is quite a sought-after cab, quite expensive to buy nowadays. And I really, really, really want a Space Invaders Taito trimline cab to go next to my Taito Phoenix trimline mm-hmm. cab. And, it, you know, I don't normally go on about grails. I mean, everyone's got their grail. It's usually Star Wars, that sort of stuff. Mm. And, oh, Lewis has been on. He says he can't be asked bringing in the chassis in his own words. Was that you? Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna sort it. I need I need someone to help me lift the monitor out and get the chassis out because you can't get it from the back. Oh yeah, of course. Just replying now. I'm live texting you from the podcast. That'll get him. Yeah, what was on about? Oh yes, Grail cabs. I don't normally have Grail cabs. I don't really seek after that sort of thing that much. Mm. But I really want a Taito Trimline Space Invaders. They're they're not too hard to find normally, and I know two people quite close to me who've got them, and the meanies do not want to sell. I'm quite annoyed. Yeah. Call themselves listeners and friends. Pa. <laughs> so I've got on to a friend in America to look out for one for me, so I'll hopefully get it in. And the other grail I'd like to get hold of, it's, it's almost non-existent getting it, is a pony table, a Jalico pony table. It's a metal candy cab in table form, and it's obviously one of the brothers or sisters of my Pony 2s. It's a really, really nice-looking cab, but very hard to find. I don't know if... I think I've heard I've heard of one in France. That's the closest I've ever even heard to getting one. But yeah, Grails, is there anything you would ever like? You're not really into... That sort of getting cabs, are you? But if there was one you could get hold of, you had the room to put it, is there anything you'd have? One grail, I'd probably have Moon Patrol. What, a proper Williams one? Yeah, for the yeah for the excellent gameplay and also the mind-blowingly gorgeous cab. I'd probably have Moon Patrol. I know I like 1942, but that's there was a Williams kit for 1942, but it's a bit bonkers. The control panel's a bit bizarre. Is it? It's, it's like a weird pipey grey pipes all over it's very strange oh but the light blue um proper cab is lovely it's really nice mm. have they got one arcade club it's in a goliath 1942 oh i mean um sorry, uh, i mean moon patrol, moon patrol yeah. yeah yeah just nick Definitely. it from work they never know yeah i can just put some ram it in the back of your car i'll be fine might fit what you could do is is just put like a, a box of prawn crackers there instead and just right on the front in, in bullet point moon patrol I think what you could do as well is you could actually you could you could cut out some holes in it, just shove some spare buttons in there. No one would be the wiser, will they? Mm. Mm. I could make a, like a cardboard model of of the Moon Rover, and then just get someone to sit on a chair in the gap where the cab was and just move it up and down. Yeah, and, make, and maybe just move the cab. Ew, ew, jump in. Pew. Pew. That's that's like a that could be a modern art installation. It'd be so good. Anyway, back to the arcade stuff. If any of the listeners have got a Taito Trimline Space Invaders, 
and want to do a deal with me for a really nice centipede cabaret, give us a shout. I really want one. Really want one. Also, uh, Kieran Nolan has been on. This is more like a feedback thing, but I'm just going to talk about it anyway. He says, I hope you're keeping well. You may have seen this already, but just in case, and he sent me a little link, and it's basically a new game, a new homebrew game for the Vectrex, which is basically a zomboid gun game. It's got zombies in it. Now, I will never buy this game because I, A, don't like gun games, and B, hate anything to do with zombies. I never watch zombie films. I think they're rubbish. I just don't like them. Mm. But, all accounts, the game is really good, if you like that sort of thing. So, if you want a nice game with a nice... I think it's got an overlay and a box and a cartridge and all that sort of good stuff, go get it. I'll put the link in the show notes for everyone to look at. A light gun game? I'm not sure if it's light gun or if it's just with the controller, but you know, you've got a little crosshair on the screen and you shoot zombies when they jump out at you. Right. I've not yeah. really looked into it because it's not my kind of thing, but it looks really, really well made. It looks lovely. Mm. Very, very cool. Uh, I'm not sure if I can get his name right here. Pinga. He's a Swedish listener. Very lovely. He sent me a Galaxy Wars PCB for free. Wow. It's really cool. Well, the idea is, right, I've got Galaxy Wars on the multi on my Space Invaders already, right? So I've got mm-hmm. the game. But this thing is an original PCB, a universal PCB, an old universal PCB, but it's got a soundboard on it. And that's what I want because the soundboard, I think, is compatible with Cosmic Monsters, which is a board I've got and I've never heard the game play. It works perfectly. I've got like a jammer adapter for it and everything. But I've never heard the sounds on it. I presume they're just like Space Invaders, but I always wanted to get a soundboard for it. I've been looking for years for one. So what I might do is stack the boards together and use the soundboard shared between the two. So you just unplug you the... Well, what you can do is, is, if you have a jammer adapter, which obviously goes into the main board you're playing, the main board has got another adapter coming off of it, going to the soundboard. So all you have to do is unplug that bit and plug it back into you know the, the board you're using when you swap them both over. So you can share the game in a cab. We obviously need to just change the, the, the connectors over when you want to play another game. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to playing with that. I've, I've got to get in there and have a fiddle with it and perhaps do something with the, the adapter. I'm not sure yet. But I have got an adapter already, but I think it might be slightly different. The pinouts, they're very similar though. Wow. So that's really cool. I can't wait to get onto that. Uh, with this is sad news. We've had two arcades yeah. uh, bite the dust because everyone's struggling. All hospitality struggling with these crazy rules that change by the week, so no one knows what's going on. Absolutely. But Retro Arcade Warrington and and Stewart Time Warp Arcade have closed their doors, which yep. is a shame. Sad Time news. Warp is putting his putting some of his stock in storage and hopefully be able to open up again sometime in the future. But for now. It's um, it's a sad day for them. Also sad for Neon Knights. They've closed the doors at the moment, but I'm not mm. sure they're closed down. They're just not opening at the moment. Hopefully they will, because it's absolutely lovely in there. As the other yeah. arcade. I'm not, I'm not sure about Arcade Warrington, never been there. But at the time warp, we had a really good day out when we went there, didn't we? Yeah. Have we been once or twice? I think we've been twice, haven't we? I can't remember. I remember going down, because I stayed with my son in Yeovil. Uh, and the grandkids the night before and I went down to meet you down because it's quite a long drive for me but yeah we had a great day because that was when we did Metal Slug 5 Metal Slug X wasn't it yeah and we played yeah. it live there and we, we played some dance map games which we were very very bad at very I know. bad very bad yeah so hopefully we'll see them in the future when Covid eventually goes away Sean yes Ravioli yes I like it 
That's all we need to know. So all the listeners need to know. Now, biscuits. This is not actually a biscuit review, but it is a clouty dumpling. Or if I do it in the right um, language, a clouty dumpling. <laughs> this, right, the one waff had from a normal corner shop, corner shop in Bonnie, Scotland, was moist, like a bread pudding, and it was fantastic. But on the way back, we stopped at the a, a very posh one at Ken Services, which is... Um, it's just outside of Scotland, I believe. And it's a really fancy service station. Really, really nice. And we got it from the fancy gift shop. But this thing was dry. It was more like a Christmas cake without the crappy icing on it, because I hate that. Mm. I had to lob a can of custard over it to have it properly. It was okay then with the custard on it. But then again, what isn't? Love custard. Love custard. I also, on the way back, had a dark chocolate enrobed Kendall Mint Cake. Oh. Oh. From it, kept, Kendall. it kept me buzzing all the way home. I swear they're made out of amphetamines. Ooh. Talking of stuff, I forgot to talk tell you. Talking of amphetamines, yeah. Talking of amphetamines, oh my God, they're fantastic. Mm. I had a haggis. I had two slices of haggis. They, at the hotel, they said, do you want a full English or a full Scottish breakfast? I said, oh, a full yeah. Scottish. Any day what week. is it? So it's like, you know, your normal eggs, bacon, beans and that. But it had a... Did it have a lawn sausage as well? A tatty scone. Which was a potato cake. They are good. And a round, a round, savoury mini pancake thing. I forgot what they called that. And haggis. Was it a buttery? Okay. No. There's butteries and roundies. They're basically buttered rolls. They're flat things. They're lovely. Oh, they're so good. The Scottish eat really well. Not too healthily, unfortunately, but they're lovely. So I tried two days at the haggis. I, I quite like it. It's, I love haggis. It's a bit like. It looked like black pudding when it turned up. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's kind of a meal, you know, like a a, a meal kind of gr- food. Not me, you know what I mean. Meal, not uh, the, the oh yeah, oatmeal. That's it. That's the yes. word. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's kind of that kind of texture. It was nice. I think I don't know if I'd have. I don't know if I'd look search it out. You know, it's, they don't look too appetising, but they taste lovely. And I tell you what. I've never tried it. Even vegetarian haggis is lovely. It tastes exactly the same. Really, really nice. Mm. But a venison one's very good if you want to be proper posh. I think I would have preferred if it was more tougher in, it, instead of like crumb. It's almost crumbly. Yeah, it's very know? crumbly. Yeah, but mm. I do. Nice I do like. I've always liked haggis. I really like it. Glad I tried it. Sean, mm-hmm. have you ever witnessed an ostrich sneezing? What are you on about with these? <laughs> That's the question. The listeners need to know. No. Mm. Right then. Some more Dreamcast bits for my incoming... My, not my incoming Dreamcast, Sean. It came today. That ping is for Stephen <laughs> for sending it. A friend of mine in America. Thank you very much. Now, I got a bog standard uh, controller for my local CEX. You don't normally go in there. I hate the place. But... Very, very good looking, perfectly clean, 10 quid, bargain. And I also forgot about one on eBay I bought as well. Doll, so I've got two now, which I don't need. <laughs> but the one from eBay, right, is a little bit dirty. It was only like six or seven quid. It arrived in a single jiffy bag with no protective packaging. Listeners, if you're going to sell someone on eBay, put it in a box. For goodness sake, it didn't cost much more to put it in a box. Cut. I have also got and received some Vectrex curly cables. Ooh, better and straight cables. Are curly These cables. are 
molded from a, I think the original mold. So they've got a molded plug on which fits lovely into Vectrex and got the curly curly cables which are on the original Vectrex controllers. Oh, very, very nice. But more importantly than that, a scope tracks. Remember my scope tracks? I made it's a modern Vectrex PCB for use on a oscilloscope rather than a, a vector a ve- well it is a vector screen but a, rather than an original vector screen and i've never i've never actually used it yet because i haven't got a scope to play it on i know it works i can hear it playing but i've never seen any of the graphics on it but what jim watt has sent me is a scope tracks to asteroids arcade machine interface pcb so i will be playing scope tracks basically vectrex on my asteroids arcade machine how cool is that going to be it's pretty cool. I've had to order some parts which are coming from China, which will probably take 20 to 40 days. It'll be a while before I get it going. But I'm really interested about that. I mentioned earlier the Altec Lansing pyramid-shaped speakers. They sound amazing. They were like 14 quid delivered from eBay. Absolute bargain. Dude. Also, Nest for Life Stereo Mod, we talked about earlier, 20 quid from him. Lovely, lovely, lovely. And also, Nest for Life's BIOS hacked EEPROM, which he sent me, which is delightful. I really like it. And because he can do these little hacks now, I might task him with another little thing to do later on. And I've got a plan to do something a bit mad with the Vectrex. Watch this space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I've Anything from your stuff. wallet? Oh, really? My wallet, yeah. It's not arcadey stuff, but at least I've bought stuff that you can't drink or eat or yeah. wear, which is not normally, I don't need to buy it. What I bought? New yellow CD. Do you not get a green oh. one? Boris Blank, Boris Blank, and Dieter Meyer. I Can think you explain Dieter... to everyone who doesn't know that they're, they're a they're dance band, synth band? Yeah, very influential. They, I reckon, they're almost as influential as Kraftwerk. They're around the same time, yeah. 1980 they started, mm-hmm. but they're like 175 near the 68, 69. Yeah, that, that song. Oh yeah, they did that one. Yes, yeah, so Ferris Bueller's and, Day Off. And the race did did did, did they did that. Mm-hmm. This new album, I don't think it's as I don't think it's as good. I think it sounds quite samey. It's not as good as the 2016 one they did, which I thought they would return to form a bit. But you can forgive them because they're yellow. They're just everything they do is awesome. Haven't they so released own, about 30 albums as well? Not amazing time. amount. Not oh, since really? they've been going for, since they've been going for 40 years now. God. I bet they've released I don't know maybe 15 studio albums. Not hell okay. of a lot. Lots of like remix albums that people have done and compilations and stuff. And you know that they're yellow, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, do, do, do they like custard? Three, four, five, six. Yeah. Nine, Sean, 10, this 11, is another 12, question. Do they 12, like 12, custard? 15, 17, 18, 19, Sean, 20, custard, maybe custard, twenty. Maybe twenty. Custard, custard. Custard. Yeah. Custard. Yeah. The yellow custard. Yeah. It's yeah. yellow with a, without a W on the image. <laughs> Guess what else, Vic? You've been buying other stuff. Now this one isn't yeah. sort of arcadey, isn't it? Yeah. Ooh, go on, tell tell the listeners what else you've been buying. Namco Museum 2 cart for the Evercade. Oh, nice. So I've got four carts for it now. It's just a nice thing to pick up and play. I did play it in Scotland because I didn't obviously didn't take a cab with me. Oh, I just thought you took your little portable with you. I took yeah. my GPI Pi Pocket Boy. It's like a Game Boy with a, a little Pi in it. And I was playing a bunch of um, PC Engine games. Oh, really nice. I've, I've not had a lot of use out of that thing yet. I've been playing it a lot lately. I had to go and do something at Costco recently. I had to get some one of my tyres fixed on the car. And I had to wait around for a bit. Um, and they haven't got the seating area in there anymore, the cafe, because they got rid of it because of COVID. 
I was sat on a step out the back playing my Game Boy again. It was really cool. Yes, yeah, it's, it's just nice to pick up and play. It's, it's a very, very tactile thing, isn't it, okay? And you just bang mm. the cartridges in. Yeah, this is... Well, what, have you, what are you asking there? Have you seen the newest pair of compilation cards? Yeah, I, I saw the other day on Twitter. They've got two new ones coming out, I think, start of next year. Uh, Jalico mm. and the Pico collections. I don't know who Pico are, but obviously no Jalico are. Yeah, Pico, they do new versions for old... New versions... New games, sorry, for old consoles. Oh, okay. So, so you can... They've, they've produced cartridges that you can put into a Mega Driver or SNES and they'll work. But obviously, they, you can, they're emulated on a cart for the EverDrive. Oh, I see. Okay, right. Yeah, so on this museum, Namco Museum, there's seven NES, three SNES, and one Mega Drive game. Right. Because I, yeah. I noticed on the artwork, they've got the original Famicom art boxes, like the different coloured cartridges, on the back of the box. Oh, how, how the heck are Evercade getting away with that? It's got to be properly licensed, hasn't it? It's got to yeah, be. Yeah, I think licensed. Nintendo would murder them, half yeah. draw, draw, quarter them, scatter their bodies to the four corners of the earth if they would get away with it. Yeah. I'm just going to give you Sean's. I don't like small screen gaming. Evercade review. Go. <laughs> Ding. Go. Twenty seconds. Great little console. Easy to use. Solid build. Nice and easy. Logical menu system. I love that stuff. Mm. Easily updated the firmware via USB port. There's a couple of little things are changed cool. save states they do screen mm-hmm. ratio you can change button layout change after the firmware update oh, right. d-pad yeah d-pad and the buttons feel really good really solid screen's good nice and bright no the sound is obviously a bit tinny because there's no bass in it but it's nice and loud yeah. decent battery life the retro boot up sounds reminds me of the start of the pixel hunt pod you know the temps that is really nice so there's four there's four carts and they're like a, a mixture of the, the three that came with it the Atari Collection one there's sixteen twenty six hundred games and four seventy eight hundred. I'm not. I know Pie Factory won't like me for this. I like the seventy eight hundred. I'm not too keen on twenty six hundred. No, they're they're just basic basic blocky games and. Oh, seventy eight hundred are really cool though. There's some good seventy. There's a shooter one that's like Operation Wolf, which is good. Cool, but I. If they did a twenty and an Activision twenty six hundred car, oh, now, now you're that, talking. They were really pushing the the boundaries on that. Hero, I, Pitfall, they were good games. River Raid, Keystone Capers, Kaboom. Oh, do you ever beam, play Beam? beam, beam. Uh, not Beam Rider. What was it? Pathfinder. Yeah, I love that on the Commodore sixty four. Such a good Activision game. They made the twenty six hundred sing. And they if they really did. did yeah. They did the cartridge with them. That'd be absolutely amazing. Well, they may do. Namco Museum 2, it's got some nice NES games. I used to be a bit snobbish about NES games because I, oh, I never shouldn't. played them. There's some good ones. Some I never played ones. it because, well, I've got MAME. I don't want to play Galaxians on the NES. But oh. Galaxians, Pac-Man, Dig Dug, Xevious, Mappy, they're all good versions. They're, they're solid, aren't they? They're real they solid really, on the NES. Yeah. proper surprised. And there's an Interplay collection, which has got Earthworm Jim. Yeah. There's what there's one called Incantation. They're all platformers. These most okay. of them. Battle chess on is it's far too slow. Battle chess. It's just chess, but the, obviously the characters With battles kill each other. But it's very slow. But the next, the other one I got Namco Museum Two. Cool. It's got NES, NES and Mega Drive games on. There's five shooters on it. Well, there's do you know Warp Warp? Can you remember Warp Warp? I've heard the, the name, but I don't think I've ever played it. It's a bit like Sheriff. You're in the middle and you oh, shoot. Oh, cool. Well, there, there was a sequel, and it's on here. It's called Warp Man. Right. And it's, it's a bit sexist. It's, it's on it, yeah. Why not Warp Woman? 
Burning Force, like space area. I nearly picked this as a podcast game. Oh. But it crashes in MAME. It crashes halfway through, so I didn't pick it. Is it really? Yeah. It, a pain. The, the gra- graphics will mess up. Dragon Spirit, Gallagher. The, the, some of these games, right? Some of these NES games on the EverDrive, obviously it's four buttons on the front face of the machine. Yeah. So, sometimes the other two buttons are auto fire. Oh, that's handy. I've noticed it on this Dragon Spirit and on Gallagher and also on Mappy Kids for some reason. So you can jump loads. You can jump high and then on that game, which is a pretty good game, you you press the uh, one of the buttons to rotate your tail so you hover down. But obviously with the auto button press, you hover down really slow because your tail's rotating fast. But I I don't think that's documented anywhere. But yeah, really good. It's a handy little thing to have though, isn't it? Mm, Felios, shoot them up. Splatterhouse games are quite fun. Tower of Druaga, which is. I like that game. Yeah, which is good. I've, I've found a kind of a walkthrough that I'm following online, and it's. You start off, your guy's really slow, and then you have to do certain things on each maze to get power ups. And the second screen, you get a speed boost, and the, then the game becomes immediately playable from a slow pilot. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Rubbish. Yeah, it's very good. Nice. I've got, and also save states you can get to wherever you, yeah I think it's a really good really good thing high, high score saves would be good for it but you can use a save state to save your high score and then look at it can't you yeah yeah also last thing I picked up just this morning maybe I don't know what day it is yesterday it's Tuesday is it yeah right some more walking boots because we go walking a lot. I went today, went for a nice pub lunch, walked around a reservoir, reservoir, a reservoir, a war of reservoir. Yeah, so I've got some new walking boots there, nice. And what and are walking boots for? The walking around stuff I, that's to walk all over you. Purchased stuff, Vic. I'm purchasing stuff. Cool, good on you. I think you should purchase more. Might do, Sean. Mm. When was the last time you used a hacksaw? Longer than a month ago? Definitely. Mm, I'll take that as a yes. Listener feedback. Charlie Farr's been on. Uh, cheers for the shout-out about that Gallagher kill screen. We were talking about if Gallagher had a kill screen or not. It both does and doesn't have one. Difficulty A and C both feature kill screens on level 256. And B and D loop through the 255 screens for marathon play. Oh. I didn't ooh. know that. I did not know that. We have a tweet from Chris CMP. And he's put, just sh- just sat here laughing at Sean Holly's dancing damson instead of damson on the latest podcast. And he's put a damson with, like, the funky glasses and dancing. Yes, he's on his, on his leaf dancing. Mm. GJ Harris, he waxes lyrical about Gallagher 88. He says, lovely game. I'm surprised it hasn't featured here before now. I still think it's the best of the Gallaghers. It really is my go-to game on PC Engine and has always been a favourite of mine over the years. Not sure if I'm better at the Engine version or Arcade. I know I can hit a million. Wow. More on that later. Mr. Deadlock. Great to hear you talking about Vidgame Artistry's arcade book on the podcast, Vic and Sean. I've backed it also. It looks great. I reckon your Irish wallet <laughs> will talk you into getting it. After all, a Vidgame is Irish. Mm. I'm actually waiting for a Kickstarter book for... Um, I can't remember what it's called now. 
but it's the second one to the really cool arcade cab book I've got already. I can't remember what it's called now. I'll try and put it in the notes if I remember. But I'm back. I'm kickstarting that at the moment. They're, they're putting all the, the final touches to it together. It's coming from America as well, so it's quite expensive. It's a big hardback mm. book. Mr. 20 to 5 says, Now then, no way are you putting me in your box for your game choice, Victor. Because remember I put him in a box years ago and he chose a rubbish game for us to play? This was last time, Lazarian. This is Lazarian. Your sneaky attempt at deflection has not gone unnoticed. I've extended said box for the required four feet in length and I'm sending the boys around as I type. (laughs) And he's on about when you you were going about the cores, when I talk about arcade cores, he reckons that's legendary. But I think, silly. (laughs) Ross, Ross, thanks, Sean, for getting things back on track 10p score having fun practicing so no score submission yet that's for Ah. the galager 88 here is something solved a conundrum Mm. we were talking about an arcade mystery uh this is from matt neo mk and he was walking in millennium square in bristol and spotted a shop front harborside bristol harborside art center which to his amazement had 15 cabs in display they seem to be a Sinistar, Defender, Dig, Dug, Rally X, Power Drift, Star Wars, Sidearms, Road Blasters, Point Blank, and could see two classic Konami red, white, and blue circle design cabs out of track and field. He was trying to work out what was going on there, and we think we found out it's an arcade pop-up by RGP. And yeah, it was an I event asked him which if is... it was last year, and it was last year, so that's oh, when right. it was. Yeah. So this, those cabs were there from a while back then? Mm. Okay. Yeah, John, John Stewart remembered that, so thanks, John. Cool. Bill Kendrick. Hey, Victor and Sean. I hope you're both doing well. Back when you reviewed, reviewed Toy Pop, my kids and I played it on the PlayStation 2 using the PS1 Namco Museum Volume 1 disc I have. I figured that'd be acceptable since it seems to emulate the real arcade hardware. It shows a bit of sequence, has options to change dip switches, etc. But my score wasn't mentioned in the episode for the game, and I don't recall getting a reply, so I'm not sure if my email got lost in the shuffle or if that method of emulation is a verboten. It is. It is forbidden. We're not allowed to do that. But I did mm-hmm. think back then we didn't mention it, and I did think I lost your email. Sorry about that. So today I was going to ask you if you were to play Gallagher 88 for the upcoming show via one of the museum collections. No. You can't. It's got to be, it's got to be hardware or MAME or Mister, mm-hmm. something like that. So, yeah, I think these arcade ones... I'm not sure if they're perfect emulation or I don't know. I think try some st- of them are slightly changed and optimised and stuff, aren't they? Yeah, try and stick to MAME. He says, but I realised I don't actually have that game on any of them, on his compilations. I now have played it recently and finally remembered I have the TurboGrafx-16 uh, for the Wii Virtual Console. That's like going through a number of different things to get to the game. I'm going to go ahead and assume that's going to be acceptable. No. That said, I'd love to hear whether arcade emulation via something like the PlayStation and PS2 is allowed. No. I have lots of museum-style discs, Atari, Namco, Taito, Midway, Williams, etc. I would love to play along with the podcast whenever I can. No. Of course you can. Of course you can. Or do you require that score submissions be from playing on real arcade machines or MAME only? I didn't see anything on the Tempe website that actually says one way or the other. I think last podcast we did mention this, didn't we? Yeah, no console things really, because mm. they are they can be consolely. Yeah, that I think I think they are they have been changed or to 
you know, to, to more fit the hardware. I think the MAME and the arcade ones are so very, very close to each other. That's what we want, really. And because we're doing arcade stuff, we want to get as close as we possibly can. So let's stick it to, to MAME and hardware emulation and, and PCBs, if you've got them. If you can get yourself a Raspberry Pi with the MAME. Yeah, that's just as good. It. Yeah, that's good. That's fine, yeah, that's mm-hmm. fine. Recapping... The, this is a tweet from Taxter recapping the remaining board for this Nintendo power supply. Marmalade seems to be working and uh, to stick these capacitors in place. Thanks, thanks for the tech tips, Sean. Yeah, he's put my so, name on there as well. I had nothing to do with that. It's all you, Mister Holly. <laughs> yeah, but you did you did join in here. You put you can you can lo- you can use a lingonberry compote. Whatever that is, as flux. If if your marmalade is impeding your electric flow, yeah. Well, the thing is, when someone does something daft, I have to go in and help with the daftness. Mick Berry's also been on. Also, for those console games who can't get that CD to load, give them a wipe down with chutney. Works every time. Another top tip. Chutney. Oh, this is a good one from King Monkey. I disagree. He's just just tagged me in on this, I think. It's a Toa Plan four Mega Drive game collector set, like that Atari thing we're on about before. It's €144 for four previously released Mega Drive games. Sean, in a a box set. You didn't quite catch yourself saying that. €144 for four Mega Drive games. Mm. Actually, to be honest with you, if you divide that by four per game, that's probably just as cheap as when they first came out. And these things are very, very fancy. You get a lot of good stuff with it. There's like CDs and books and all sorts of stuff with them and nice cases and the brightly coloured cartridges if you're a Toaplan or a big shmup fan you'll be get- I bet you Garen's got this I bet you our mate Garen Tungate's got this already or he's got it ordered at least yeah it's the ones that were famously really good on the Mega Drive you've got Truxton Zero Wing all, our, Hellf- all your base are belong to us Hellfire and Fire Shark which mm. is one of the lesser known shooters I think yeah. Yo, look at this, Andrew Hannay. We missed a trick here. Instead of saying Lazarian, oh. we could have called it Laser Ian. Oh, Laser Ian. I can't believe we missed it. Like Robot Ron. Oh, dang. Mm. And and Alan Storm. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Andrew. We we lock, we let you down. We're very sorry, mate. Ian Cullen. He didn't play the game Lazarian. Or laser Ian this month. Judging by the comments, I've not missed anything. Harumph. Mm. What well, Ultra Atari though says laser Ian is the thinking man space app. Mm, ish. If mm. if you're if you're not thinking about much. Mm. Ah, here's a good one. Andy Pillener. Yo! Vic and Pilbo. Sean. He must be some sort of rapper or something with, with words like yo. Wow. As always, I've been loving the show. Thank you. It may be a shame that you two aren't getting to chat as much as before, but I'm more than happy with your monthly podcast. Too many folks have tried to keep weekly fortnightly podcasts, but with nothing much to talk about in these crazy times. They've just got too boring to listen to. Not the 10 pence arcade. Always funny, entertaining and educational. I think the monthly format works perfectly. Plus, I've still got over 100 old episodes to still listen to, so I won't get bored anytime soon. As for Laserian, pronounced Laserian... (laughs) I liked it. It reminded me of Zenon 1 and Zorgon's Revenge on my Auric 1 way back in 1983. Zorgon's Revenge? Never heard of it. I never played an Auric 1, actually. I do like the look of them, though. So perhaps nostalgia for my first computer has coloured my opinions. I was surprised and delighted to come fifth 
It was only when I listened to the podcast I realised that most people just got fed up quicker than me. Still, you called my score respectable, so I'll take that whatever praise comes my way. I'm sure Gallagher 88 would have no such issues with lack of playability. I think I've discovered my new favourite game, having previously rated the original Gallagher above all others. I'll definitely be playing this more in the future and hopefully get to the end, then start trying some other routes through the game. I managed to get a good few hours on it last night, got into the groove and produced what I hope is a respectable score, but there'll be no more time to play before the, head, before the deadline, so this will be my final score. Here's hoping I can still get in the top five by the deadline. Anyway, enough of my ramblings, keep it the good work. Yeah, the score is in the no-shows, and we'll read it out later on. Chris Eric, or Chris Eric, Chris Eric, I've been list- I've enjoyed recent podcasts. Great to hear your thoughts on the Evercade and Mister before investing in those. Having sat out the competition for so long, I'm finally going to try and post a score for the next podcast, but I'm finding I really suck at Gallagher 88. Nice to hear of a new feedbacker, and just as bad as I am at Gallagher 88, by the sounds of it. Mm. Super Sprint. As always, I listen in anticipation of the mention of a legendary sponge finger. But alas, no word of the sugary elongated biscuit. Strangely resembling Arkanoid's Vow spaceship, he's got a point, is ever spoken of. Unfortunately, I have to listen to the whole podcast and hope that it may get some attention. In all seriousness, thanks for the persistence in making these podcasts, keeping all the hobby as saints can be. I like to call them a boudoir biscuit. <laughs> a boudoir biscuit. I think I know what he means. If you dip them in tea, they're knackered. Oh. It's got a soggy lump. They're horrible. Do you know what I found in the shop the other day? Go on. Uh, Twinkies. <gasps> Ameri- American Twinkies. Right. Stop right there. Mm. I absolutely love a Twinkie. I have to send you some. They are disgusting, but lovely, all at the same time. Do you know what shop it was? There's the only Costco. You can get big bags of them. The range. The range. What's the range? It's like a kind of a B&Q kind of place. Sean is talking about a hardware store. Oh, okay. Is it they American? Like... No, I don't think so. It might might be a northern thing if you've never heard of it. They do like, yeah, there's, a, there's a garden centre and hardware and... Oh, a day out for the whole family. Pots and pans and Twinkies. Yeah, I do like a Twinkie. You know how some things are so naff and disgusting and rubbish, they become good? Yeah. It's like pot noodles, Twinkies, mm. corn dogs, all horrible on on the sort of surface, but I really like them. Sorry. Mm. I, I, like, I like to go to Michelin star restaurants and eat Twinkies. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Spam. Oh, Spam. Spam. Corn beef sandwich. Oh, hello. Oh, corn beef. I got something out the other day, corn beef. Oh, God, it's so bad. Do you know it's, it's better without the sandwich? Just slice it and put mayonnaise on and eat eat a big slice. What, so it's like a mayonnaise sandwich, but with corn beef? And no sandwich. That's yeah. illegal, I'm sure, in most countries. <laughs> this is Rygar, our favourite pirate. Captain Jack has got nothing on Rygar. Gar, gar me Rai. Thanks for the podcast, chaps. <laughs> Another triumph of arcade-related audio entertainment. Ooh. I didn't get a chance to play the last game, but I've given Gallagher 88 a blast. I still have fond memories of, of its grandpappy, Galaxians, when it originally came out. 
so colourful, so insecty. I've never thought about it at the time, but what exactly were all those alien flies buzzing about? They must have been my scores. Anyway, Gallagher 88, in my opinion, doesn't have the same impact. Sounds good, plenty colourful, but it suffers from the same malaise as many other shooting ups. Get any distance into the game and die just once, and you might as well give up. I've found this. We'll talk mm, about it. Mm. When you get a single bullet, you, you struggle. Mm-hmm. You need firepower to do well. By the time I got past second wave of galactic dancing, I was reduced to whacking the fire button as fast as I could, dodging bullets. Not sure what was happening up top by that stage. Just concentrate on the bottom bit in case I got rammed from one side. Keep up Oof. good work. Don't get rammed from one side. It's never good. Oof. Dave Flinster. Hey, I actually managed to listen to this one. First time in ages because he's busy being a dad. Uh, what was I doing arcade tinkering while listening? Hell no. I had to build a little kiddie swing. Hmm. Interesting that both Earthworm Jim and Aladdin on Mega Drive got a mention. They are, of course, both David Perry of Shiny Entertainment fame games, so both out of the same outfit. And no, I wasn't the creator of the mini dino asteroids. That was indeed Smarty. I think I said that on the podcast. Yeah. He has another cunning one in the works too. I know what it is. I'm not going to say what it is, but it's going to be awesome. Uh, Really hoping I get a chance to play Gallagher 88 this month. See you on Arcade Sidekick. Sean, Mm. do you like doing cartwheels in the playground? No. Sorry about the listeners. (laughs) What are you on about all these bizarre questions? I don't know. Friendly shout outs. Uh, okay. Right, shout out to everybody. Quite a few people giving me congratulatory shout outs to myself on Twitter for buying an Evercade. I'm well pleased with it. Thank you, kids. Yeah, I think it's a nice little purchase. Mm. Uh, thank you to Matt Neo MK. For being a true gentleman, seriously. He bought a Vectrex joystick from me and paid to the wrong PayPal account. It was a typo in my address. I didn't even notice. He informed me of the error and quickly paid to the correct address. What a guy. Honest Ooh. MK, we're going to call him from now on. Ooh. Also, shouts for Phil Nez for Life, for the Vectrex personalised BIOS and stereo out mod. Also, for guiding me how to install it, as I'm an idiot who can't read a PDF properly. Also, same thing again, Jim Watt for sorting the import of the Vectrex curly cables, because they came from America, you see, and the inclusion of the Scopetrex interface PCB, which I'm really looking forward to getting going. Uh, Pinga Allen, I, I, I hope I'm butchering your name, Pinga. I thought it was Pinge, but it's probably Pinga. Sounds Swedish, doesn't it? Pinga Allen. For Galaxy Wars, um, I've got to check that out rather than playing damn games. I've got to get on and solder that, that interface board and get it going. Mm. 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 We, better, we better do a quiz, haven't we? But before yeah, that, before yeah. that, Sean, mm. have you ever danced with the devil? Yes, I have. <gasps> Just coming thick and fast. Right, <laughs> quizzy, quiz, quiz, quizzy, quiz, quiz. Arcade Master Quiz. Right, I've put here because you keep doing so incredibly hard quizzes for me. <laughs> I've put Hell hath no fury like a beardy fool scorned. Uh-oh. And that you will perish mortal, I've put in capitals. Oh, I can see that. And, and in De- bold. Mr. Deadlock put, 
you you scored me wrong because two thirds and one quarter is actually eleventh twelve eleven twelfths, not five sixths. So I was a lot nearer an extra point in the quiz than you said. Yeah, but we only deal in integers, so Holly is still a loser. But you should have rounded the integer up. No, not down. down. You've added that a bit on the note, just swine. <laughs> right. I want you to quiz me hard. Right, this is gonna be unbelievable. There is there is some that are not mega mega hard. Go on, hit me. Right, you've got. I think you can get if you get them all. I think you can get twenty three out of ten. Oh my god! Here we go. Go on. Right, every question's got a bonus question. Question one. I, Sean, I already put that in. <coughs> Here we go. On what side of the cab is the rotary controller on the cockpit version of Amiga Race? Ooh, the left. Yep. I played right. that. Yeah, so it's mm. like you, you you put your arms down like on an, an armchair and it's on your left and the buttons are on the right. Ooh. It's great. It's fantastic control. It's lovely, it yeah, yeah. Uh, and an Amiga Race flyer shows a cocktail version and a cabaret version. True or false? True. True. Oh, you, you got You're writing these already. down. Two. Two out of two. Yeah. Good, good, good. <laughs> right, question two. The original game, Boxing Bugs, was released by which company? Boxing Bugs. Uh, Cinematronics. God! Uh, what year? 83. No, 81. Oh, it's a colour one as well. That's an early colour yeah, game. Yeah, colour vector. What did, well, now, we're getting, now we're getting good. Question three. What type of game is Century... Cen, not Century. Century Electronics' game, Cosmos... Oh, I've played that recently. Oh. Is it a space game with two joysticks? No. Oh no, I don't know then. It's a fixed screen shoot 'em up. I I think I played it on Mister, you know. It's really, um, really skanky looking old game. Take a guess of what it is a rip off of. What other fixed screen shooter is it? Almost not an exact copy, but it's Probably definitely... Phoenix. No, Astro Blaster. Oh, okay. I'm an Astro Blaster. A twisted Astro Blaster. I'm the bitch you hate. Let's not get into that. <laughs> Question four. Pro Tennis. A Data East game from 1982. Data East yeah. was made on what hardware? Deco. Um, uh, cassette. What was it called? The Deco Don't Cassette. Yeah, yeah. Right. In MAME. The cassette countdown always starts. You know when you load it up? Yes. It always starts at 105. True or false? True. False. Oh, it, so it's not 199? No, it's, I've, I've tested three. This one started at 105. Another one was 112. Another one was 108. Oh, I thought they were the same, actually. Okay. Right. Must be slightly bigger or shorter games. Must be. Right, you got four out of four, really. Mm-hmm. Victory Road is the sequel to what game? Oh, let me remember the name. It's a rotatey game. Akari Warriors. Yes. God. Yay. I had it on the Spectrum. Who published it? Ooh. Um, SNK. Yes. God. I thought these were hard. No, right. I'm just good at quizzes. This is three points you can get for this question. Nichibutsu did a two-in-one cab in 1979... The two games in it were Rolling Crash and Moonbase. What were they clones of, them two games? Rolling Crash and Moonbase. Is Rolling Crash a 
copy of um, Head On. Yes. And Moonbase is Mooncrester. Space Invaders. Oh, dang, nearly. What chip controlled them? Oh, that'll be a rubbish one. Less than a 6502 even. Maybe. I'm saying 8080. Yes. yes. Bloody hell. Fist pump. Them, so. Fist pump. I'm gonna. I'm not even bloody asking you anymore. <laughs> right, I'm going to give you a year question. You don't like these? No. Right. What year was Namco founded? You can have plus or minus 10 years. What year was Namco founded? Oh, 51. 55, you get Yes! And when... <gasps> the crowd goes right. wild. <sighs> this is plus and minus five, five years. Is when that because I Nam- just got the last one right and you just, yes. you just shortened yes. it and narrowed it? question I have. When did Namco... Nam- Namco? Namco and Bandai, when did they merge to become Namco Bandai Entertainment? Ooh, 94. No, 2005. Oh, what is that? Wow. Yeah. They've they've been Namco Bandai. They've been Bandai Namco. They keep messing around. Right. 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 Here we go. Here we go. The control of the 1984 Universal game Kick Rider is what? Controls? Controls. Joystick? Yep. What what type of joystick? Kick Rider. Two-way joystick? No. Four-way? No. Five-way? No. (laughs) Eight-way? She got that wrong. It's eight-way. And what else? A button. A button. I'll give you half for that. Yeah, because you'd think it might be handlebars. It's not. It's just a standard kind of controller, isn't it? Right. This game, it's an overhead racing riding game, but the gameplay view changes at the end of each level. What does it change to? Uh, Side view? No, it changes to like a pole position kind of 3D view. Oh, wow. It's a weird game. Never played that one. Right, you've got nine and a half out of eight. That's not right. bad. <laughs> Is a good. You're not going to get this thick. What was the main colour used in the cab artwork for Rockola's eyes? The US version, not the Zachariah. Rockola's eyes. Main colour. Black. Blue. Is it a blue cab? No, it's a white cab, but there's a lot of blue on it. That's nearly black. No, it's not. Okay. Telco released a very similar game in the same year. Well, sorry, 1983. What What was it called? Eek! No, Egor. Oh, I've got a feeling the game Eek is very similar. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Okay, yeah, okay. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Right, here we go. This is the last question on the game Scramble. You right. might get this. How okay. many points do you get per second that you fly? How many points per second? Oh, God, is it 10 or 50? Uh, uh, 10. 10, yeah, you got yes. that. Yes. And how many points do you get for destroying the main base at the very end? 800. Yeah. Do you know why? I was playing the BBC version yesterday because I was testing a joystick oh, out. That's God. why I know. Oh, no. Right. So... Oh, no. Mr. Marland, at the end of that quiz, you've scored 11.5 out of 10. That's not bad, is it? Is that your I... stupidly hard qu- questions? It was. <laughs> really, it's out of 23, I think. But No, it isn't. Out... Right. Out of eight. One, 
I'm going to just do so obscure stuff. I walked past a cab at the swimming baths in 1982. Frogger. With my... It was definitely Frogger. Because at my swimming baths when I was a kid, I used to play it. Definitely Frogger. It was, actually. It was. It was probably Space Invaders. Anyway, nothing nonsense. We need to... It's contractually obliged to play this message from one of our sponsors. Did you get all of that, Sean? Do you know where to buy it from now? Good. I do. Excellent. Cool. Right. Before we do the mm. review of the main game, Sean, are you fond of the popular snack... Fried beaks. Never heard of them. No. You're not getting it, are you? Mm. Are you a fan of the popular snack, <laughs> fried beaks? No. The listeners need to know. No, not fried beaks. Okay. Grilled. You're more grilled of a boiled beak fan. Boiled, boiled or grilled beaks sell like my beaks. Feature game review. Featured game review. We are going to be talking about Galaga 88. Galaga? Released, released in 1930. No, it wasn't. It's 1988, of course. Namco made the game and Atari manufactured it under license. It's a bloody Galaga game with bells and whistles. Hold on. That's Konami. Bells and whistles. It's a vertical orientation, like its prequels. Namco System 1 hardware. Same used by Pac-Mania, Splatterhouse, Martian Maze, Dragon Spirit, and some less good games. It uses a two-way left and right joystick, one fire button on both sides for lefties and righties. And it sounded just like this. And it sounds like this because... Hiroyuki Kawada did the music for it, and he wanted a game to be more entertainment than space battle seriousness, and used all sorts of genres such as tango, salsa, orchestra, and big band jazz for the galactic dancing levels. Mm, the programmers in the game heard the tunes before they even made the game, so they could do the movements to the music. How cool is that? Nice. I found a great little site called Galaga.com, and oh, it's, wow. official, it's official site. Mm-hmm. And the story of this, because there's not a lot of stories to these, really. This is a sequel to a series of space shooters such as Galaga and Gapolis. The game's epic story is based on Commander Jaeger of the United Galaxy Space Force, who jumps through dimensions to face the recurring threat of Galaga forces so as to protect and bring peace back to space. Peace in space, that's what everyone wants. Pieces of space, even. Pieces of space. The story, game stages, and enemy forces have evolved, making the game a true successor in the series. I've put a link in there, Gallagher. Check out Gallagher.com. I will. I've put in the podcast picture. Mm-hmm. I've put a little sort of emblem in the bottom right, and it's Gallagher. Is it Gallagher League? I've forgotten now. Okay. I think it's Gallagher League, and and it's it's they're trying to combine these four games: Galaxian, Gallagher, Gaplus, and Gallagher '88 into some kind of coherent story i think but oh, i love right. the lo- i love the little logo so i'll put it in the bottom right of the cool thing how Galaga. do you play Gallagher 88 sean 
left and right, shoot it right in face. That's shoot what it, I not wanted in, to not hear. Not in middle, not not up the not up the back passage, right in face. Right in face. Right in chops. Not up not the chuff. Right in the not, face. Not in forehead. Don't shoot that high. Shoot him in face, around the nose and teeth area. <laughs> Gallagher 88 is a pimped-out version of Gaplus, which is a pimped-out version of Gallagher, which is a pimped-out version of Galaxian, which is arguably a pimped-out version of Space Invaders. Impressive pedigree indeed, much like a posh dog at Crufts. You can't get more simple than that, really, can you? Mm. There's not much to say about the gameplay we haven't already discussed when talking about Galaxian or Gallagher. There are branching levels in 88, but nothing you can do much about. Before you start on this game, you're asked if you want to double up your fighter-shooty thing and have double bullets from the get-go, but almost twice the width of normal, because it's obviously two ships together. This is usually a power-up on regular Gallagher. It's a risk and reward, as you're using two of your lives here, not just one. However, if you get hit by a bullet, you lose only one of the ships, and you're down to your regular solo Gallagher playing again. You can also double up again to have triple-powered ships. Yeah, that's a new thing on this one, isn't it? Mm. So, a fixed screen. You're at the bottom of the blasty fighter thing at the bottom, or fighters. Swarms of enemies come in from both sides of the screen. At first, they don't fire as they're flying in, in their formations. After a short period, they do start firing. This is usually where I get got. If you don't manage to wipe out the baddie bugs as they're flying in, they settle in their formation at the top of the screen. Galaxian and Gallagher patterned. Then you should shoot them when they're hovering, and they dive bomb you. Some of the bugs split into a number of smaller bugs and fall towards you. Take them all out for small bonus points. Every fourth screen is galactic dancing. Where you try and shoot all the bugs that are flying around in formation to some truly funky music. Get them all for 10,000 point bonus, 40 in all. If you don't manage all of them, you get 100 for each one. Level 5 is a short stop-start scrolling level with a boss bug at the end. There are five worlds to conquer in all. When there are ice crystals on the level, sometimes there are blue pods in them. Shoot them and collect them. When you've got two and finish a level, you are warped to a more challenging level. A rare pink catch capture will also give you the top spacecraft, the triple whammy with bacon and cheese. Well, mm. a rapid firing triple shot thing, but it's a lot wider than the double craft. This can be got when having your fighter captured by a boss bug and you shoot it when it dives at you, similar to getting the double in original Gallagher. Mm, this game, I think it might be the first one. I don't know if Gaplus did it. You need multiple shots to kill certain yeah. things. Yeah, because some, some of the, the baddies, they sort of fly towards you, and as you shoot them, they get pumped up, like, like Dig Dug, really. And then puff they pop fish. when you pop. Yeah, yeah like pop a fish. So some of the ones later on, they, they've got like a metal kind of body. Yeah, and you, you can't can only, kill them. They're in, indestructible. You can, you, you can only shoot them when they reverse and they go back up the screen and they've got a little orange bum showing so you can shoot them. Ratin bum all. I didn't get that far, so you can probably work out my score from there. So there's not a lot to talk about, really. It's a Gallagher game, but nice. The tips and secrets are, again, shoot stuff right in face a lot mm. and pick up the nice capsules. Uh, try and get the ships as they're flying in. It's a lot easier in their fancy formations. Uh, makes it easier when there aren't loads diving at you, like in Galaxian. Mm. Uh, here's a qu- Did you know about this one? If you don't even shoot on the galactic dancing levels and you get a secret pacifist 10,000-point bonus... Yeah, you can't move either. But you can get more than 10,000 points on these levels because you get more bonus. But I just, I just settled for the 10,000. Yeah, easy. it's easy, isn't it? It's quite satisfying yeah. getting that bonus, not doing anything. 
Yeah, and also try and draw the enemy fire to the left or right of the screen when they enter the play fields, because then you can dodge either to the left or right. Otherwise, you're just going to get covered in a curtain of bullets. Curtain of bullets, never good. And GJ Harris has said, the, the expert on this game, he says, have you done any dimension jumps? The more jumps you do, the higher the score you get, but also the harder the game gets. Yeah. Don't forget the bonus rounds, and don't move or fire. Yeah, we've said this, and you get guaranteed. Mm-hmm bonus points you can also get dimension orbs on the first two levels not many people know how to get them oh. let an en- enemy fuse with another one so it's a big one and shoot it and you'll get the orb do that on the second level so you can jump oh. dimension one to dimension two a lot quicker than i think it's two eight uh, one eight so you jump to no one seven you jump to two eight just no there's just numbers sean mm. it's numbers flying around your silly head 29 levels i think there is Deadlock was saying, anyone playing Gallagher 88 for the 10p score on MAME? I tried two MAME versions and it seemed to be very noticeable joystick lag. Just played Bubble Bobble before and it's perfect. Is it just me? I think I... there is a bit, you know. Is there really? Yeah, I think there is. Yeah, definitely. Ooh, Ooh, it, play, it plays better on a Raspberry Pi. On that Raspberry Pi 4, it plays better. No way, dude. Yeah. Right. More tips. Beware of the 1942 underswoop. Oh, yeah, they come you know up behind you and get you up the backside, don't they? They swoop, come underneath and go back Swoopy swines. There's lots of bonuses to be had. I like that because it doesn't... The levels that you have to grind through all the time, like the first few levels, mm-hmm. that don't get as boring as other games because you can perfect getting all the bonuses. So you've got something to concentrate on. Mm-hmm. And the Galaxian type of static levels, when everything's background stops it looks like a bit like galaxian or gallagher shoot the guys who hover above you and then fire the three oh yeah they're swine don't they try and get them first because otherwise they've, they've got like a third of the screen and they can get you blocked in right. different areas so try and get them first which is a lot easier with a triple ship mm. a lot better and huge green pulsating bogeys at level 23 oh, dear. massive quarter screen size bogey f- flows across the screen level 20 shoot. i was never near anywhere near level 23 absolutely I, not i wouldn't cc'd it uh, nice 16 uh, bit art but quite simple graphics the sprites yeah. are fairly small apart from the bosses and then big things you were saying about there are the in-between map screens and bug animations with levels are also nice to look at i like those uh, music is fantastic fm synthesis some really like chipper tunes on the bonus stages. I also like the remixed at the start. Mm, I concur on the music. I love the graphics. Bright, colourful. Animation seems to step up from previous games. Nice star fields. Interlevel warps are really good. Fireworks! Loads of fireworks. Who doesn't like fireworks? Me. I hate fireworks. These are great! No. Really good fireworks. I'm like a cat when fireworks are going on. I hide under a table. Good God. Now, the cabinet art, um, it did have a dedicated cabinet, which is nice. Um, same shape Atari cab as Pac-Mania. Uh, I like the shape of these things. I used to really like the Pac-Mania cab I used to own many moons ago. Uh, it's Gallagher 8 has got a very small piece of side art, just with Gallagher 88 on it. Very uninspiring. But Pac-Mania, its sister cab, has got awesome art on the sides. Um, Gallagher's got a pretty dull CPU, CPO and marquee and CPU uh, and control panel overlay. The screen bezel is plain black, unlike Pac-Mania, which has the plastic bubble 3D marquee and full art bezel. Meh. Just looks like Atari got bored and couldn't be asked. It's a really dull-looking cab, isn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Pac-Man is gorgeous. Hmm. Bit of Triv. Trev. Gallagher 88 and Gallagher 90 on the PC Engine and TurboGrafx 16 are the same game. Just the Turbo version was released later outside Japan. Stages 15 to 17 on the arcade version have the Bosconian green spaceship stations as shootable ob- obstacles. There are four different end game messages depending on what dimension you're in when you finish the game. Right, if you finish level five, right? Yeah. You get the picture of this lady and you're supposed to be speaking to her and it says, a safely returned space fighter pilot. You have fought... <laughs> you who have fought with me all the way. I think she's speaking to him. Right. And then, then I think she says, so your mission is over, all right? What are you going to do now? How about coming to my place this night? Ooh. From now on, I want to be with you as a man and woman. <laughs> That's your reward. Wow. Fair well... <laughs> Best left unsaid, I think. Yeah, the the others are not not quite uh, like that. (laughs) Message number three. Once in this battlefield, the food is no good. No girls, nothing at all. What a place. (laughs) Oh, that is bizarre, isn't it? It is, isn't it? So, on to the scores, Sean. Right, kids. Vic's gone off to watch some programme about baking, so I'm going to fill in the scores here. The... Excellently named Basil the Sane has scored 20,740. He said, Thought I'd give this a go after listening for years. Stage 4, Dimension 1. I know, pathetic. This play made him well. Entertaining, though, for an hour, I suppose. Mick Bass, Michael Vortman, 31,560. Rob McCraft, 33,100. Retro Russ, 34,940. We'll need to find more time for this game. It's a good one. Zorro, Jeremy Riley. Vic needs to do that bit, doesn't he? 44,500. Flinster, 44,690. Good to see you playing, Dave. Mitsuyama. 69430, good to see you. Mr. Messi, 71130. Joe Carr, 28. Has he got 28 cars or is it just his name? We do not know. 71890. DNO, dunno. What's your score? Dunno, we do. <laughs> 80960. Flash IV or Flash IV. 84110. One Punch Rob, 84170. Great game and a great pick. Honestly, if my monitor chassis gets back this week, it will be the last I play on an Xbox pad. But I will keep playing this and think I'll have to change my name to Bullet Magnet. Yeah, you get, do get trapped in them corners. Krokel, 88400. Retro Rob, 9790. Mr. Victor, 95500. Salbug, 9796. I really suck at this game, but still really love it. Interested to hear your tips and tricks on this next show. Zestora, 103060. Great revision of a classic game, and it adds more interesting levels. Nice progression with the backgrounds, too. Ian Davis, 107850. Loads of new players this time. Awesome. Howdy, Vic. Please see attached high score for the Mighty Gallagher 88. Sensational game, other than Gyrus. Possibly my favourite 2D shooter ever. Thanks again for the podcast. A beacon of frivolity in these troubled times. Tracy, regular arcade club, 108-600. Thanks for playing, Tracy. Paul McCaskey, 110-120. I used to play this a lot on the PC Engine, but haven't played the arcade much. It's a great one. Want to play more in the future. Johnny B, I wonder if that's John Beresford. Don't know, I have to ask him. 110-480. Ross Ross, 111-200. El Meepo, 111-990. Majok, 115-070. Exploding Pinball Man. <laughs> 116, 720. 
Neil 20 to 5, 117, 220, beaten by time alone this month. Great game pick. We'll have to look at this another time. Giant Eater. Does he eat giants or is he just giant at eating? 120, 830. Old Man Steve, 125, 500. This is not over. I can do better than this, but my thumbs need a rest. Oh, yeah, I didn't mention that. You've got to batter that fire button, haven't you? There's a slight lag in the controls emulation, yeah, like we said, but liking this game. Just remembering, I used to play this in a little chef off some A Road in Essex. J Ping, 128, 250. Thanks for the pick. Never played this before. I really enjoyed this. Nice looking game and well designed. Quite a bit of depth and strategy. It's great game to have a quick session on Matthew Bridge 135 150 Nick Prokop 137 740 Mr Buttons 143 050 Brian Haribo 157 640 Eastport don't know what the developers were on when they made this but it's blinking brilliant and then later on he's put starting to get frustrating now why would you select single i always select the dual guy right these scores are getting good now i think anything over 150 is good mr berserker 173 270 still toughing it out on gallagher 88 rygar 175 680 me i think i'm in like ninth or summer 195 190 he is Jimmy, 195.460 just beat me. I really liked the Galagar Two Fat Ladies, 88. A surprising amount of strategy and depth. Great sound and visuals, thumbs up from me. Matt NeoMK, 201.410. Best of the series with nice graphics sound, but despite the dimension twist, I think Deluxe Gallagher on the Amiga was better. I haven't played that one. Perhaps I'm in the minority, but it, I'm not drawn back in. Without a triple shot, the game is tough with limited appeal. Not my bag, sorry. Steve Tyke, 207. 206710. Mr. Trollnads, 223640. This is probably my least favourite of the series. It's just okay. Not one I often come back to. This is about the best I can be bothered getting. Sol, 232890. I can't do the voice, Sol. Sorry. Fixed, not here. He's watching cooking thing. Always liked 88. My favourite of the Galaxia Gallagher plus Yuns. Jed, GED, 261290. Mr. Pilbo, 322680. See comments. Yeah, he mentioned that above right in second place is pearl who sometimes comes along when there's a shooter is an awesome vertical shooter player maybe other stuff Three hundred eighty thousand one hundred ninety. but with four times that score almost mr gj harris with one million at two hundred forty three thousand four hundred and eighty i'm on a vengeful vengeful mission this month he says good call for a game this month mr holly willabooby <laughs> hope you have a good tempe quiz for victor von doom you were mullered last month very strange not to hear from Mr. Charlie Farr. Because he's very, very good at Galaxian and Gallagher. He says he couldn't work up the enthusiasm from this one at all. Oh, yeah. That's unusual. Didn't appeal. Anyway, ports and sequels for the game. Galaxian 3, uh, Project Dragoon, is the only true sequel. Uh, of course, Galaxian, Gallagher, and Gaplus came before. The only ports for previously mentioned PC Engine, Turbo Graphics. I cannot keep calling a PC engine that. It just seems wrong. It's a mm. PC engine. The X68000 computer, which I'm a big fan of, got a nylon perfect arcade port. PC engine is very close to. And also got an arrangement mode with the Gallagher bugs as sprites from different Namco games. How cool is that? I look mm. forward to playing that. I really look forward to playing that. The Game Gear got a port called Gallagher 91. I presume that was released in 1991. Looks quite good on the little screen. 
Yes, yeah, it's, it's exactly the same as eight. Well, it's supposed to be the same as eighty-eight. Yeah, uh, Japanese mobile phones got two versions as well, just in Japan. Many, 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 many Namco compilations on later consoles, and even now got versions. Yeah, check out that Gallagher.com. It's very good. Yeah, it's Gallagher League. Mm-hmm. Summary, improvements, or conclusion, Vic? Nothing to say, really. It's a posh Gallagher. If you like Gallagher, you'll love it. Which is, well, I don't know, Charlie Farr doesn't. Some limited extra weapons you could use with another button would have been welcome. The blue capsules aren't much fun, really, are they? Just warp you on a bit. I really like the fact you can turn the tables and the baddies in, in Gap Plus by capturing loads of their craft and using them as ridiculous power firing powerhouse for a limited time. When they get hit and knocked off, they're uh, very fast because you're so wide with all that, that stuff attached. I wish you could have done that kind of thing on this game as well. Mm. I would like the ability to move up and down a bit, like in Gapless, because you, you lose most of your lives being trapped in a corner. I yeah. did anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I like the fact there's so many bonuses in it. And it, like I said earlier, it makes grinding through the earlier levels a bit more interesting because you can, you can increase your bonus scores. You can sort of practice it. Yeah. Annoy. annoy for me a bit for some reason i've never enjoyed gallagher as much as galaxian i prefer gapless or as we've said out of all of them because it's crazy games mad and i don't seem to be able to keep my double ship for more than about 45 seconds either harumph still a good game though but to me annoy I've put enjoy. Ooh. I'm not a fan of controlling a single bullet ship. If you lose a life later on and mm. you've just got the single ship, it's really it's difficult. It's much more enjoyable with the two shooters, isn't it? I always start with a dual ship. No, yeah, so the powered-up ship's great to use. Charming music and art style make this a nice game to play. Is this the first Q-em-up? Do you reckon? Ooh. No, 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 no. Nowhere near. There were loads of games. like um, Even stuff like Bells and Whistles was before this. Well, it wasn't before 87, I don't think. Is it not? Sean is right. Bells was in 1991. I wouldn't have said so. Ooh, hello. I'll have to check. I'll get the robot on the case. Okay. Yeah, surely there was loads of cute games before this. Even XX is quite cute with the bees and stuff, isn't it? It's not really cute, is it? Bees aren't that cute, are they? Stingy. They sting you, don't they? Stingy. Or wasps. wasps No, wasps do. do. Bees are nice. They're furry. Wasps are horrible. Mm. Wasps make marmite. Everyone knows that. Ugh. Not punny. They make marmite. Ugh. Wasps do horrible things. Well, I like wasps then. No, they poo it out. Ugh. I'll get a, a a pen of them. A pen of wasps. A pen. Yeah, like a, a pen in the garden. Well, you're gonna get some sort of <laughs> weird kind of dog that can round up wasps. <laughs> Sean. Sean. I've not thought of that forever. They could just fly off, couldn't they? I could put a roof on it, Vic. Like a pet. <laughs> You're thinking far too much into this, Sean. Yeah. Well, Neighbours, are, are you building a fence, Sean? No, I'm building a pet. <laughs> wasps. Oh, that's what's tickled me that. Anyway, no, yeah, just, I just think. Listeners, listeners, let's just give them a second, right? Sorry, kids. He'll, sorry, he'll come, kids. He'll be back a wasp in a pen. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Anyway, community rating of 7.66 on Sidekick, and Sidekick does not lie. Does Out not. of 35 votes. So people love it. But mm-hmm. 
all being said, out of all the series, I do prefer all the series, all the games. I do prefer the simplicity and beauty of the original Galaxium. Me too. Mm. Sean, last one. Do you own any yellow dungarees? Not yellow, no. I'll take that as a no. (laughs) Think of that what you will, listeners. Next show's game. This is my pick for the next one, and I think people are going to like it. It is Pengo. Developed, developed by Sega, the ROM is just P-E-N-G-O. Three lives. We're going to have it on easy, because I'm not that good at it. And extra lives at 30,000 points. Submit your score. You can email the site, vertvic at 10 On Twitter, hashtag 10 score. Facebook, there's a comment on the podcast post. On the lovely Sidekick app on your mobile phones. Uh, UK VAC, uh, telepathy, postal chicken, any of those kind of things. Mm. Uh, yeah, oh, Sean's has written in the notes. Uh, the difficulty is set to easy. That is not default. Default is medium. Yeah. We're going on easy because we're going to have more fun playing this game. Easy is still difficult. I've just been trying it today. It is, yeah. Deadline for score submissions is Tuesday, 27th of October, 5pm UK time, please. Yeah, you've got a month, kids. Enjoy it. It's good to speak to you again, even though I'm not speaking to you, speaking at you. But yes. I, re- I can feel your love coming through the, the waves, the, the, the ether, is it, I think? I, and I, I don't think he had enough time to think about what he did, heart. listeners. I think um, he's, he's he keeps just, doing it. I'm sorry. I'm so it's, sorry. It's just so great to be part of this lovely community and getting Sean, this stuff. Yep. say goodbye. Goodbye. Cheers, good. kids. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. You twerp. Uh, I nearly lost it with last What do you mean you nearly lost it? I'm still recording, by the way. This is what I've got to put up with, listeners. Bye. You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10 We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. 